Hey everyone, it's M here, and welcome back to Scraping Through. Mike and I are very much looking forward to the holidays, and so we wanted to look at some unique celebrations from around the world. Would also love to hear from you. What's the most unique, crazy, weird celebration, festivals, holiday that you've taken part of? Reach out to us. On Instagram, send us a DM at Scraping Through Podcast. Enjoy the show and take care. Okay, welcome. Hello, brand new episode. Finally, oh, back together. Wow. Feels feels weird. It's been, it's been so long. Why? Why has it been too long, so long? What happened in your life? I don't even know, man. Like th- things just got busy, I guess. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. Usually, we we always find time to sit together, and uh, we have found time to sit together. We've just decided to do other things, like when we when we have that time. So, um, you know, keeping our millions of fans waiting for the next nugget of awesomeness that we decide to drop on them. So, yeah, we, yeah. here it is. There it is. Um, as with anything that is precious, it takes time to conceptualize. We actually have been thinking so much, you know, about what we're gonna say, what we're gonna talk about today. But well, one of us has. Um, I, I've been very lazy and, and not thinking very much at all. So I'm just gonna ad lib this whole episode and uh, yeah, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you got some cool stuff prepared for us. Uh, before we dive in though, I'm curious, but what? have we skipped your whole blonde hair segment in our podcast or did we capture the blonde hair at any point? Have we, have we just jumped from long hair Emiliano to short hair Emiliano and, and just skipped all the juicy content between then? Or do we have a catalog of progress of your hair? No, we definitely do, right? We did the tea episode together with Sweet and I was blonde there. I was too busy with the tea to think about your hair. Yeah. Is that a way for you to say that you hated my blonde hair? Because I loved your blonde hair. I, I'm, in a, I'm in mourning for your blonde hair. That's why you're in black and I'm in dark colors. I don't really wear black. But it, this is as close as I get to my morning, morning colors. So uh, I think that was pretty successful, hair. you know? Like, I walked into blonde hair phase not knowing what to expect but then uh, to my face people were you know very well receptive and complimentary complimentary yeah i guess so yeah. uh but yeah and I now i just decided to you know fresh start like this is this represents the end of the year the end of it my- looks like you've just discovered that you've come out of the matrix <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. this is a this is a good uh, Keanu uh, cosplay. <laughs> right, you, you just need worse clothes. You need to look like you've uh, not washed for a while, and uh, you're you're wearing very old secondhand clothes. But uh, you're you're almost there. You know what I should have worn? I should have worn uh, this. Oh no, this is pants. Where's the reveal? I'm trying. <laughs> you don't know where it is. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Well, uh, we'll edit this part, maybe. Maybe. 
Nah, it's fun to see Emiliano confused. There you go. Why the hell aren't you wearing that? That's the question. I know. Well, you, you'd be wearing that 24-7 now. Yeah. For everyone that is not watching the video podcast, this is a Christmas jumper that Mike got me with uh, Rick and Morty and says, oh, happy human holiday, which is probably the best way to say uh, Merry Christmas without offending anyone or creating yeah. any debates. Uh, happy human holiday, everyone. This, this may well be our Christmas episode. Um, Surely. I, I would try to think a bit wider, actually, you know. Um, I would try to think a bit more. Let's talk about celebrations, but let's do it in, with our spin. Let's, uh, let's look sure. at the craziest uh, festivals around the world that bring people closer together. So a bit of okay. awesomeness uh, today. I think it's uh, good to talk about bringing people close together because even if we are social distancing, it's, uh, it's great to try to feel like part of, of a whole, of a community, of a group, right? Yeah, I'm already excited seeing uh, Holy. I love yeah. that color yeah. festival. The first I hope I'm saying it correct. Um, we, we may have some pronunciation issues with some of the celebrations. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely familiar with the visuals uh, of this festival. And um, it, it's an ambition of mine to take part in that one day. Do you know much about... Uh, so we're looking at Holy Color Festival in India. Right. Do you know much about it? Because I've seen it like many times, but I've never digged into what exactly celebrates. I, I've seen a lot of people when I was in Singapore coming back from um, parties that they've been to um, where the color dust gets thrown over uh, everyone. And you just come back with like all these uh, rainbow streaks and it looks uh, it looks so cool. It looks really amazing. So it looks like it's uh, sometimes called the Festival of Love, which... Uh, yeah, it's a lovely thing to celebrate. Oh, wow. It's one of the most uh, celebrated festival in India. And it says, uh, celebrates the triumph of good over bad. And is held annually between the end of February and the end of March. Uh, shall we count how many of these have been cancelled for COVID or is it just depressing? Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> Hopefully anyone that's missing any of these festivals that we talk about today, they'll be uh, back live and kicking uh, at some point next year. Um, this, this year has been a write-off for a lot of these, I imagine. Mm. Before we go on to the next one, what's your uh, weirdest celebration or event that you have marked? Is there anything in the Italian culture that, that stands out? There are a couple. I'd say let's keep it for the end because I, I don't want to spoil it. Because there are a couple in Italy, and maybe they're here. I actually haven't looked at the whole list. I, I want some. I wanted some genuine uh, reactions. Shall we keep okay. it for the end? And see? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I'll, I'll ask you if you participated in them at, at that point. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to spoil them. Let's uh, let's uh, keep it as a conclusive thought and, and story. So everyone That's is it. gonna just listen because of that. <laughs> That's it. You have to stay to the end now. Sorry, guys. I tried for you. It's, uh, it's going to be the... Oh, wow. That looks really cool. The Winter Light Festival in Japan. I don't, I've not heard of that one. I've not seen that one. Usually in, in Japan, it's the, uh, 
it's the cherry blossom uh, type yeah. of festival that, that gets a lot of news where like in springtime, all the flowers open up on the trees. Mm. Um, this is uh, a little bit different in uh, Kuwana City. Kuwana City. Um, I've never heard about it either, but uh, I love lights. Uh, we actually have one where I live in Chiswick. There's a festival of lights as well. I'm sure it's just as good as this one in Japan. Um, Obviously, th this is this is purely like your box standard light show. Uh, wow! Obviously, not. it's it's amazing. Wow! Yeah. This looks insane. Yeah, this reminds me of um, a art gallery that I've been in Japan, which is uh, Team Lab Borderless. Have you ever heard about them? No. Uh, it's a collective of digital um uh, artists that put up this gallery and every um every piece in this gallery which is interconnected and is not kind of based on a strict path you kind of find yourself in different rooms as well as some of the rooms are actually uh, secret rooms you need to find them themselves uh, they don't tell you where to go ha how to find them and it's this uh, amazing amazing place you can imagine uh, it's also uh, very technological uh, as in you can use your smartphone to change how uh, certain installations behave um, wow. so, yeah highly recommend it it's very beautiful that's really cool where is this again this is it in uh, Tokyo, uh, in Japan. It's also in Singapore. Uh, no, this one in Singapore. This one in, ah, uh, you know what? This one somewhere. Singapore has a kind of similar type of museum, but it's definitely not at this scale. So there's actually three in, in Tokyo. I think they did some collaborations around the world as in some of the installations that are in this gallery were uh, exposed in other parts of the world, but it might just be in Tokyo actually. It's on the, what is called the Entertainment Island, which I don't know the actual name of right now. Maybe- I love that Japan has an Entertainment Island. Yeah, there's a massive uh, Gundam statue. Yeah. It's, uh, it makes me wonder why doesn't every country have some kind of entertainment island? Like, uh, what's what's the UK's equivalent of an entertainment island? Guernsey, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. There's, there's a tourism opportunity there. If there's anyone listening that that happens to influence these these islands and wants to become an entertainment island, uh, or if you are already, maybe do a. Uh, uh, we we need to investigate more. <laughs> But uh, I can't think of an entertainment island here. Um, so there's a gap if someone wants to fill that. By the way, this episode uh, is sponsored by Chili's Bottle. Chili's Bottle, which, by the way, they just released the second version of Chili's Bottle, actually. I was looking at it the other day. But uh, yeah, so Chili's, if you're, if you're actually listening, we're, we're on the lookout for new sponsors. Um, <laughs> I think we're following the... Uh, light team with this next one. Oh, amazing. I love lanterns. These are so cool. The uh, Festival of Lights. My wife, uh, Sweden and I 
on one of our early holidays, I uh, went to an island in, in Philippines that was uh, entirely deserted. Uh, so you had to, it was a mission to get there. It was like a 10 hour car drive, a three hour boat ride um, to get to this island. And um, it's a pristine beach and you'd sleep in tents um, there and there's, there's like nothing else really. But they brought like a bunch of lantern, lanterns with them. Um, so we would uh, have like a, a beach gathering where we'd all light lanterns just like this. So you'd have a candle uh, inside a kind of a paper um, structure. And the heat from the candle obviously raises the, the lantern. Um, but it's, a, it's such a graceful thing. Like there's no noise to it. You just see these uh, lights going up from the beach into the sky and mm. uh, traveling over the sea. And you'll never know where they land um, or how far they go. Uh, so it's a, a really cool, serene experience. That's actually a good point. Like, it's very cool and everything, but doesn't it create a big waste? Like, I'm sure it does. Like, um, now you make me feel guilty, but I was, I was thinking, like, <laughs> it says a lot about journey. You know, you never know where these things will actually go. Um, so uh, it, it looks pretty, um, but you're right. It is, it is basically distributed littering. Um, but, uh, <laughs> distributed littering. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in Asia, lanterns are a big deal. You know, it's, um, it's a big part of culture there. And mm. uh, I, I think it's, it's stunning when you see them get let go in, in, en masse, uh, like, like in the pictures yeah. you're seeing. It's pretty awesome. Have you ever been to Thailand? Yeah, yeah, yeah a few times. Have we spoke about this? I don't think so. Because probably never... not. Um, I don't. I don't have a huge amount of interesting stories about Thailand because uh, most of the time it, it was for work or uh, Sweet and I would go there to do diving because the water is really nice and you you can see uh, all kinds of different fish. Um, but as far as like cultural stuff, um, I, I saw in Bangkok uh, a couple of temples and uh, yeah, Bangkok's an interesting city because um, you know, most cities you go to, you see a lot of your familiar brands, right? You'll see a McDonald's, a KFC, um, mm. you know, like very familiar shops and you know, you know, you're just in another city in the world. Yeah. Um, in Bangkok, you, you kind of know you're in a, a like a, a very strong culture. Like you see the shapes of the, uh, the temples all around you and, uh, yeah, you can go in and visit them and uh yeah it's it's a it's a really stunning city I, I love thailand a lot yeah it's definitely on my list but yeah never never been um before so maybe next time we can travel again this uh be a first destination well uh well let's make a calendar of all of these events and then review them one by one as we as we go and visit them next year or the year after um Sounds like oh, wow. Yeah, where I've been is in Portugal for sure, but I've never seen this. So this is the oh, forgive me, the pronunciation is gonna be horrible. <laughs> Agi Tagueda. Agi Tagueda. I think I did it quite quite well with that. Uh Heart Festival in Portugal. Um so it's an art festival. Okay, I thought it was going to be an umbrella-themed festival, but I, it, it sounds like mm. it's, it's not necessarily about umbrellas. It's going to be about uh, all kinds of different art exhibitions. Well, well, this is just reporting on... So there's uh, essentially hundreds of umbrellas covering a, a footpath, and they're all different colors. And it looks pretty awesome. 
It does look very cool. Wow. And very cool, right? If it rains, you're, you're covered. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in Portugal, it doesn't rain that much, to be fair. Like, it's, but it definitely is a good utility, uh, you know, for, for the scorching sun that is present, like, most of the year. Yeah, that, that was something that I wasn't used to in Singapore. When I, when I first moved there, there was people with umbrellas all the time. Mm. And I was like, wow, it's, it's, it's rarely rains, um, at least in that season. And it's just scorching sun. Like people just use umbrellas as, as a mobile uh, shade. And being <laughs> from the UK, you, you just never see that. or never even yeah. think that you would need to, to have an umbrella for that purpose. Um, so yeah, that, that was a revelation in my early times in Asia. Let's see. Well, oh, wow. I want to look at this one. Japan uh, again. Sapporo Snow Festival. And the pictures report a huge Darth Vader and stormtroopers made of snow. Yeah, when, when we say huge, this is not like just big. This is, what, about three or four maybe five times the height of your average uh, person in that photo. Yeah. Um, that is insanely big. Yeah, like 20 feet maybe? No. Yeah. I think even more than that. More, like yeah, definitely. 40. That looks pretty awesome. Yeah. I love snow, man. It's actually snowing. It was snowing in, in Milan, in Italy, last week. And my parents were sending me pictures Um and it just, you know, every time I see snow, it's just, I don't know, it's happiness for me. I don't know why, like, maybe I really associate with, like, early years of my life where it usually just snows um, in December or January. And when it, when it used to snow in, in December, it was just magical, you know, Christmas and, and snow. I think it's, yeah. It's the best. I used to love snow as a kid. Like I, I like it now as well. But in, when I was a kid, I used to get super excited when it would snow because mm. uh, you'd always want to go outside and build a snowman or, or throw snowballs at your friends and stuff like that. And I remember like you'd be so excited and then you'd go outside and you start putting your hands in the snow like with or without gloves. And um, like the cold would, would kind of seep through your gloves if you had them on yeah. or... Uh, even without your hands would start hurting and I would cry and yeah. I would, I would hate snow after about 20 minutes of having snow uh, and then rinse and repeat whenever like the snow came around again, I'd be like, of so, excited. so I, I always observe snow with a bit of suspicion because I know that um, if, if you're not prepared and you start messing around with it, it's uh, it will come back and bite you. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do have uh a lot of time for snow until I until it starts killing my hands or uh, that's because we, we used to have those gloves that were like cotton and, 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 and they just you know they start <laughs> getting <laughs> so, soaked and then yeah it goes through it and it's just yeah the worst oh it's, God. I think it was the medium that the, the, the issue the, the type of glove I, I can remember like Firstly, not being able to open the door to get back into the house because your hands just wouldn't work anymore. You have to do some really strange combination of using your forearms to kind of try and bend the handle um, as you get through the door. 
And then I made the worst mistake of trying to rinse my hands under hot water. Oh, and, God. Uh, it was so painful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Snow is a teacher of many lessons, is what I learned from, uh, from UK winters way back when. There is, uh, there's some snow in the UK, um, as, in, as in like London. We had it like two years ago. It was quite a lot, but I haven't seen it in quite a while. So let's see. Maybe we can get a, a snowy Christmas this year. I hope so. Nothing like that in Japan. But also, always, uh, again, in Japan, that you were mentioning, Cherry Blossom. So yeah, that's the most famous one. For sure. I did catch this in 2018. I went really? in April. And it was just towards the end. Um, and the last ones that blossom, I think they're called mountain cherry or something like that. Uh, but yeah, they were just, it, it was just like one of the last weekends of like uh, cherry blossom. Um, yeah, that's pretty. I, I've also seen cherry blossoms, but not in Asia, uh, actually in the United States. They also... Uh, blossom there um, with huge flowers. It's around a lake. I think it was in. Um, I'm gonna mess that. It's probably in Washington D.C. or, or West Virginia. Um, hmm. West Virginia, Virginia. I forget. Um, but I, I was amazed to see them there. I just happened to be there um, when they, when they were blooming. Yeah. And I guess it's it's on the same kind of um, latitude as as japan perhaps and that's why they get kind of similar blooms uh, i don't know if there's a a story of correlation there of, of somewhere but um yeah the uh the u.s uh, cherry blossoms are pretty amazing as well i i didn't know that uh but i also think uh, that probably there is uh a different you know cultural meaning as well like i think for japanese people sakura cherry blossom is like super spiritual um i was trying to do some quick googling here but <laughs> massive part of our culture farmers used uh farmers used the blooming of the sakura flowers to help them know it was time to plant their rice crops so maybe not very spiritual, but very cultural, as in has been for years and years, something that um, has been part of um, like the way farmers uh, used to uh, plant uh, their, uh, their rice crops in this case. But you know who's uh, distributing the facts there? Children's BBC children's was that the source that was the source it must be right then it must Absolutely. be you wouldn't like to kid oh man I, I, i'm really hoping i can go back to japan soon we end up always talking about japan uh, yeah, i miss it ah but look at these guys well, what better way to make you feel better yes than a festival about dogs yes golden yeah. retriever festival in scotland <sighs> I just want to stick Emily in the middle of this. So Emily is my uh, miniature dachshund and um, she's a very excited dog. So I think if we put her in the middle of this crowd, 
Um, she would do a very similar thing to what happened on a holiday recently. So in between lockdowns, uh, we managed to go to uh, the north of England. And I'm sure we mentioned that in, in a recent episode. Um, and yeah, we, we were walking Emily on, on the footpaths and stupidly without a leash. And then uh, she, she managed to see some sheep in, in one of the fields that we were in. <clears throat> and that was it. She was gone. Uh, you can imagine at first a couple of sheep running and you know they keep going and and emily's chasing they find more sheep and slowly this this flock of sheep starts growing and growing Mm -hmm. and you start having about a hundred sheep running around a field chased by the tiniest dog um possible uh followed by me shouting stop stop um and it was uh, you were so terrified that she would get shot i really thought there's going to be this eagle-eyed farmer with a sniper gun somewhere or a sniper shotgun, um, just waiting for the moment that a dog chases a sheep and, or her sheep. And uh, yeah, that, that would be the end of Emily. Um, and then she, she was on the leash a lot more after that. But uh, yeah, that, that, there's a tip. If you're ever in the countryside and there might be sheep around, put your dog on a leash. Watch out for your dog. Yeah. And Watch out for those sheep. I think this golden retrievers look way calmer than than emily <laughs> uh, i love golden retriever um probably my favorite breed either golden retriever or german shepherd i i mean i love big dogs i love also shiba inus um what's a shiba inu i think you have to show that uh, that's not a shiba inu not a breed that gets mentioned very often i think no I think it got very popular with memes because oh, Doge is a Doge. <laughs> uh, yes. So this is one of my favorite. Also, I would say um, I love Huskies as well. Like, kind of, yeah. Rather dogs. big dogs. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Mike? Well, I have to say I like Dachshunds because I have one. Uh, she gets very offended if I if I say I start liking other dogs. Um, but I'm similar to you. I, I have a preference for for larger dogs. And uh, it was her birthday as well two days ago. So happy! Well, she had a cake today. Uh, I, I oh, will yeah. send over a picture. We can yeah. uh, put it on the on the Instagram. So if you of can course. see her celebrating with her cake, uh, which she was uh, very excited about. Um, yeah, we we got her a bunch of gifts. So she's making her way through those at the moment. Good. But uh, yeah, shout out. Happy second birthday, Emily. Happy birthday, Emily. Good. So yeah, this is definitely one of the festivals that I would love to go. Uh, I'm sure everyone would love, like, you just roll around in a field with a bunch of dogs uh, trying to lick your face. I think it would be Imagine. Yeah, last year gathering set a record with 222 dogs. 222 golden retriever, man. Don't you just want to run through shouting squirrel? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to, yeah, I just want to pet them all. That's so cool. Just, just stone through shouting walkies. Yeah. <laughs> of course, pandemonium. That's awesome. Oh, wow. Dia de los Muertos festival in Mexico, which is one of the most, I think is this one of the most kind of 
culturally appropriated festival ever, right? Like you see a lot of people doing these makeups and celebrating like in, in clubs and everything. Um, the celebration, the day of the dad is celebrated in Mexico as well as all around the world. Of course it is like, it's also in Italy uh, celebrated, um, but we don't have costumes associated with it. As in, uh, is it, it is held in order to pray uh, for and remember loved ones that have passed on. I think uh, in England and probably in, in a number of other cultures, uh, death is, is historically been something that's very challenging to talk about. Like no one wants to kind of face up to mortality. Um, but other cultures seem to embrace it and really celebrate death as well. Mm. So it's, uh, it's an inter- interesting contrast. It's true. I think uh, it's either... I think it's Chinese people that burn money. Yes. Burn money and possessions that believe that will be passed on to the, uh, to who, who just passed away. Um, right. Um, every, every year there's a, a festival. Um, I can't remember what they, they call it. It lasts for about a month and all the way through that month um, you have, Actually, that's something that you'll see in, in Singapore and presumably in China and, and other countries that, that celebrate it. Um, you will see these like tin cans dotted around. And I always thought they were rubbish bins when I first moved there. Mm. And thankfully, I, I didn't discard my rubbish in them. Um, but I, I came close a couple of times. Uh, but I got told not to by, um, by my friends. And then like one month a year, people will start burning stuff in there. And um, they don't burn real money. They burn like fake paper money that you can buy from the shop but it, it's supposed to symbolize and uh whatever you burn yeah that gets transferred to your your ancestors so uh keeping them wealthy and mm. in whatever spiritual land they they happen to be on um so yeah it's, it's a really interesting festival and there's a lot of superstition attached to it like um you know during that month it's very unlucky for your kid to cry uh so you try and keep uh, kids happy during that month um and uh, not let them be upset. I can't remember exactly what's behind that, but um, it's, a, it's a really interesting cultural festival. I think that's uh, really cool. Yeah, we, I, I think uh, a lot of countries I can think about, they have a day dedicated to remember, you know, uh, the families and loved ones that pass away. And I think it reminds me of a conversation I... I'm agnostic and I believe in oblivion. I believe, you know, um, we're going to end our days on, on this earth and, and that's it. Right. And I remember getting into this conversation with a friend where I said, like, you know, um, I believe in this. And so sometimes I get to think, you know, what's the point? Like I'm going to die anyway. Right. Uh, what's the point of all this? And he said, well, the point is it has a value. And I think something clicked because like, it's true. Like if you think everyone around you and, and then the legacy that you build, um, you, you, you would think there will be, like you remember your loved ones that have passed away, there will be people that will remember you. So it has a value what you do today uh, to those people. So 100%. Yeah. 
I it's think a it's a really nice way of looking at it. You know, you, uh, you touch the lives of so many for, for your own life and, and the ways that you can impact their stories as well is, uh, is profound and, and shouldn't be overlooked. So, uh, yeah, definitely something to keep in mind. And, um, it's a, it's a nice message. Absolutely. Mike, I'll ask you, let's do one more. Uh, and then we can uh, talk about a bit more our experience with weird celebration. So I'm going to scroll and then you tell me where you want me to stop or go back if anything has got your attention because we have. Okay, I mean, so far, I mean, everyone knows about Burning Man. I think the one that you went past um, about four or five above where there's people just, it looked like resting above a canyon um mm. what is going on here so this is actually and it's italian yeah have you done this? yeah of course many times uh the international <laughs> highline meeting festival in montepiana italy this festival offers unmatched views of the italian alps as participants hang out on those high-flying hammocks so there is a literal like in spring <laughs> where there's hammocks attached and this is like in a valley uh pretty high um this is terrifying honestly yeah i'm not gonna go for for your judgment of height because you you might say it's it's 30 feet in the air yeah. but <laughs> literally like a couple of hundred feet up um so yeah yeah no doesn't there's much hope of surviving that if anything happens, <laughs> but it's, uh, everyone looks super happy to be there. Um, adrenaline and, and social interaction. What, what better way to celebrate? looks amazing. I wouldn't do it for all the money on this earth. Like I am so scared of heights. I, <laughs> I've watched free solo. I, I, I don't understand how people climb at all. Like, it's so terrifying, man. It must be like so adrenalinic and amazing, but like there's certain things that really like you want to die, man. Like what the hell? Like I know it's super, it's super safe, but oh, it's so scary. <laughs> well, you you were saying last weekend that um, your diving might be your next uh, calling or your next your new passion to take on. So. Uh, you may yet conquer your, your fear of heights doing that. Diving? So climbing, climbing. Oh, climbing. oh, yeah, yeah. Well, as a matter of fact, I tried climbing last week and, well, climbing, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I actually booked for an indoor climbing lesson on Saturday. No way. Yes. Um, I'm going to go Saturday for like an hour, a guided lesson. Uh, very looking forward to that. But it's like an indoor journey. Huh? You got company joining you on that? Yes. Uh, so I'm actually going with Leah. But uh, uh, I think. So cool. Did you ask me if you want me to have you? I didn't. I didn't get what you said. No, no. I was, I was asking if you're going oh. alone. Or I, if thought, you're going... I thought for a second you asked. Do you want me to? to join you and i was like no <laughs> no uh, i'm glad you you proactively cleared that up before, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before I just asked. in case yeah. you were wondering no i don't want Th you. thanks for that um yeah. noted don't worry 
I'll find something cool to do <laughs> next weekend. Maybe you can uh, go and hang out on a hammock like this. Yeah, I have a hammock in the back garden. I'm going to take beginner hammock lessons. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sounds great. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, th this is pretty awesome. Um, that actually uh, kind of links well to going back to the question that you asked at the beginning that I so rudely passed on to say for now, because I'm, I'm curious, what have you participated in that you think might have got onto this list? Uh, okay, participated in, that's a big question. Because, so in Italy, there's a very famous competition where we throw uh, tomatoes um, around um, from like trucks. It's pretty weird. Uh, I've never been. Now I'm thinking what kind it's of... It's like a, a Friday night in England. Um, yeah. <laughs> as you call it in people, England. People driving, teenagers driving around in cars, squirting tomato ketchup out at random people. Uh, yeah. It's just something that gets done here um, you know, every weekend. I think a celebration per se, um, I haven't taken part of any, but the theme here is like, festivals that brings people together so i think mm. probably a boom festival uh in back in 2014 uh boom is a music festival music and and an art festival it was actually many exhibitions uh there was one of my favorite artists there actually exhibit uh having an exhibition it's called android jones it makes some amazing art it was six years ago that's crazy and um, brings people together as in this festival is every two years and it has a theme and the theme was a woman, the woman figure and every stage was shaped like a woman. Um, there was uh, the main stage had this a massive uh, figure uh, representing a, a, a vagina pretty much with a hole in the middle that would let like light uh, shine through during the day so it's very uh, um, symbolic I think as in like um, woman enlightening enlightening us uh, I think uh, I think that that would that would probably be I would also classify as weirdest because you can imagine which kind of people I have uh, I've met <laughs> five days and I remember uh, then staying there five days with 10 of my friends. And um, once finished, we uh, were driving back to the airport um, in um, Lisbon. And we stopped uh, at a service station. And I remember going to uh, the toilet and looking at myself in the mirror for the first time in five days. And I will never forget this because I was just, surprise about how I looked because I didn't look at myself for five days and I looked so different because I was like super tan with with like some beard and and a guy next to me started laughing and said welcome back to the matrix and I'll <laughs> never forget that nice man that sounds like a cool experience yeah uh, it was one of the best experiences of my life for sure what about you? Do you have one in particular that you remember? Uh, 
the, the one that strikes me is, is I wouldn't say it's weird, uh, but I say it's really cool. Actually, if you, if you Google it, um, it's, uh, if you look at Singapore Lantern Festival, probably not 2020, maybe 2019, uh, you would see um, some pretty cool uh, lanterns. So you, you can go to um, the Chinese or Japanese gardens in, in Jurong, which is the west side of, of Singapore. And uh, every year they will have, um, they'll fill the park with different types of lanterns. And they're not the lanterns that we just saw, which are kind of small and you kind of let go into the air. These are fixed to the ground and they can be quite big and represent different scenes. So it's almost like an English nativity scene, but various different um, kind of uh, local or, or Chinese type um, uh, scenes that they've recreated, um, you know, various animals from, um, from the Chinese zodiac and, and so on. Uh, I don't think you're sharing your screen, so you probably have to... Uh, uh, I, I was trying to find, uh, to find it first. Um, is it a mid-autumn festival that you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, I think so. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It might come just after the, um, the ghost festival we were talking about where people are celebrating death. Mm-hmm. After that. Oh, um, it was on on the list. Um, well, if if you just Google um, Chinese Garden Lantern Festival Singapore or something like that, you'll probably find uh, pictures of the of the lanterns that come up. Oh, mooncakes as well. Like yeah. um, in that time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So every year, like all the shopping centers will will be selling these mooncakes, and they come in like these very ornate boxes. Mm. Uh, so uh, you can essentially choose what kind of mooncakes you want and and the box that it comes with uh, and every hotel in singapore like all of the posh hotels you know like the ritz carlton intercontinental uh and so on they'll all have their their different style of box and they would compete yeah. every year who has the most intricate mooncake box wow um, yeah yeah so every year you you try and find the right box for you and it's so popular, like it is, I can't tell you how popular this is. Like it's just packed every year where people buy mooncakes, like that, just the industry of mooncakes, even though they're sold for like a month in a year or six weeks, um, yeah, it, it probably sustains people's living for like the entire year through that six weeks. It's amazing. Nice. Um, I was thinking about the uh, was the market cap of uh, mooncakes at that point. <laughs> exactly. If there is a stock um, market for mooncakes, yeah. uh, definitely invest uh, at that time of year. <laughs> Get into that. Cool. Well, we've seen some pretty unique, uh, unique celebrations. I think, uh, of course, we are. I personally am looking forward to Christmas. Are you? I am very much. Um, I have a question, a Christmas-themed question for you. Go on. So, um, is there a, a gift that you received in a certain way that is me- very memorable to you? Oh, oh boy! I actually have it here with me because I was showing someone. Um, it's a birthday. Sorry. What am I talking about? It, it can't like, be the Rick and Morty sweater again. I know that was super memorable for you, but uh, <laughs> man. It's actually a Christmas gift from my dad from two years ago, two Christmas ago. Oh, wow. 
So I'll pick it just for you. And I resurfaced it recently because I was asking someone, you know, what's the worst present? So this is um, the worst and the most memorable at the same time. Okay. Uh, and, and you will understand why. And so my dad picked this, uh, picked this uh, gift for me. Uh, and, and I'll give some, some kind of context in a second. But yeah, so he gave me this on Christmas Day saying that this uh, suited my style. And it, okay. so I really like art. And this is uh, a 3D print. I think of a skull or skulls. <laughs> three pictures. Wow. It's three pictures of skulls, right? So yeah. I never had in my life a emo face. Oh, and a sweary one. Yeah, there's a sweary one as well. <laughs> Amazing. I've, I am probably like the most cheerful person I know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I had never worn like skeletons or like death related things. Uh, I don't know. Like I literally have nothing to do with this. Like, but it's so, yeah, it's very symbolic. It's just like, I don't know, man. It's awful. <laughs> For people that actually we're going to, we're going to probably post it on, on, on Instagram. And that, that deserves to be posted, man. That's, yeah. uh, that's a phenomenal Christmas gift. Yeah. What a power picture. Pretty, pretty special. Do you have one in mind? Uh, as a gift like that I've received? Yeah. Uh, man, when I, when I was a kid, we used to go to my, my granddad's house. Like my, my granddad passed away a couple of years ago. Um, but uh, he... Yeah, we used to go to his house and have like a mini Christmas celebration there. And I remember one Christmas, um, he he came into the room. I was like, oh, I got your Christmas gift for you. And I was like mm. super excited. I, wow. I must have been maybe eight or nine, maybe. Um, and he stood at the doorway and he bent over and he was like, come on, come on. And he was like patting his legs like there's yeah. like some kind of dog or animal outside. Yeah. And I was losing my shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then he's like oh it's, it's not coming so he, he went out the door and he he grabbed this like big big thing in a, in a package and, and put it forward to me and at the time i was thinking oh my god if, if that is an animal it's not moving around very much like, yeah. i'm like trying to desperately rip open the the paper um to rescue it and it was a bean bag and i loved it like um, oh nice yeah, yeah so it's my first ever bean bag um and I don't know, as an eight or nine year old, a bean bag is just a uh, mesmerizing yeah. thing because you just jump into it and it just swallows you up. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah that, that was a really nice gift. I just love the way that nice he delivery. presented yeah. it to me. Um, and uh, it's a really kind of warm, fuzzy uh, memory of, of, of my granddad. So uh, that, that one comes to mind. Speaking of warm and fuzzy, you're not mm. wearing my, uh, well, I say secret Santa gift. So, but I tell you what, I will get it posted on our Instagram so people can yeah. see me wearing your, your gift to me, which was phenomenal. And actually, it's my, you know, second favorite gift memory now. Uh, uh, 
is uh, that was awesomeness. Awesome. So Emiliano got me a uh, a wonderful Badger onesie. Uh, and if you've never worn a onesie, because I until this time I had never worn a onesie. And uh, the same feeling as a, a beanbag. It swallows you up into uh, a nice, warm, fuzzy uh, cocoon and um, nothing can be wrong. If I am part of the never worn a onesie club, so I need to get on board. That, that makes it even more of a meaningful gift that you got someone else a onesie before buying your before, own. Absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah, Leah, if you're listening to this, uh, buy Emma onesie. It's, it's the most beautiful <laughs> gift you can ever bestow upon anyone. That's a good or idea. A idea. I love beanbags. Actually, beanbag could, would be a great, great uh, Christmas gift. Yeah. yeah. This was I have uh, one more question for you. Huh. For, I think um, the women that listen, and some men who listen to this podcast want to know. Uh, what could that question possibly be? bit scared but if you're interested to find out stay tuned for the next episode where we might have some special guests joining but until then stay safe and take care ciao